We try to play with great pace. We try to play with great pace. Ran a lot of pick and roll, pick and pop uh, type actions. Oh, you'll see us play. Some people look at the guy next to him and say, what the hell was that shot? Hell, I could have been Gronk before Gronk was Gronk. Welcome back to another episode of, of Bangarangs and Daggers. I'm your co-host, located out here in the superior eastern time zone in our nation's beautiful capital, Washington, D.C., Kevin Knight. And with me tonight, we have a special treat with a little bit of background noise as well. Uh, <laughs> it's the three-man weave together again. Uh, and with the- us... Oh, <laughs> now I was gonna say, when was the last time we were all three together, and Nate was not on the can? Uh, it was September sometime, episode fifty-eight. So we were all three together in September. Oh, we were. Was, we did that. I think was it was it September. August? Yeah, I, I okay. don't know. It might have been August. I. What is time anymore? I. I don't. We're starting football in October, but. Uh, yeah. Uh, to finish the intro, the the always wise and witty co-host Patrick Gearhart. And fellow co-host, the trusted and venerable Nate McHugh. How are you guys doing tonight? Good. And you should also put in Nathan's healthy. I'm healthy? Nathan's a very, he's a very healthy co-host. What does that mean? He's, regu- he's regular. Oh, no, I had to, okay. I had to pee. <laughs> so. Greg's going to have fun with this episode. Fiber is an important part of a diet, I guess, but, you know. Is he on? uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh, No, we'll we'll make short work of the the, uh, intro tonight. Um, We we have football on on Saturday. Um, This is drop. We're recording Wednesday night. This is dropping on Thursday. And actually, we have football literally the very next night after this is going to publish. So, uh, presuming you know it doesn't get canceled uh, between yeah. now and then, which certainly not a, a guarantee that it wouldn't. But I mean, football, yeah, awesome. And uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't you, you, come on, you guys are the the you know, Nebraska <laughs> football people. You're supposed to be like. More excited about that than the fact that uh, the basketball season is only, um, what, 30, 40 days, 38 days away, whatever it is. Uh, less, 40, 40 some over days away. We don't have a schedule yet. Football is starting in the middle of October, middle to end of October. Uh, even though there's been, you know, what, six, seven weeks of games so far? Six weeks of games? And preseason. Yeah, it's preseason. So, you know, it's just the the feeling, the the preseason anticipation is pretty much non-existent, I think, right now. And it's not just here in Nebraska. I think it's all over the place who is just starting up this weekend. It's just not the same as most years, which is understandable. Uh, I think the only people who maybe might have a little bit of excited anticipation would be Ohio State fans who look like they might be easily in the top three this year, considering... In football, you got Bama, you got Clemson, and everybody else is kind of no idea. So outside of that, you know, it's just it's just it's it's a weird feel. And let's be and let's be honest. And I won't get too deep into this. 
you know, maybe we shouldn't be having football. You know, maybe, maybe this isn't a good idea. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. You know, I'm just saying, you know, it's, it's you know, I'll, I'll bring up the same, the same question when basketball starts getting closer, but you know, maybe we shouldn't be playing sports right now. You know, I'm not saying one way or the other, but you know, the argument is there for both ways. So, eh, you know, I don't know. Nate, what do you feel about this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've, I've stated before that if you were, 45, what did you say, 25 or 50-50 or whatever? Yeah, I'm about 50-50, something like that. I'm probably 75-25. There should be sports. However, not a big fan of the fans in the stands. I mean, I guess particularly when you see, like, shots of, like, all you know, like – you know, several thousand fans together in a row, and the, and the players are jumping in. The, I don't know if that was an NFL game that I saw that picture of, or if it was a college football game. The player like jumped in, or it was like clapped, or their face was in there, and all that. But I don't know. I just that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I if you can do it safely, then you should do it. But uh, I don't know. I actually, you know, I get every side. Except for the whole, let's put ninety thousand to a stadium type of deal. You know? It's like because, like I said, all I care about is that my kids go to school and they go to daycare. Man, dude, I really put you on the spot there, didn't I? Oh, I know that's fine. You know, we can. <laughs> I didn't have my debate notes with me on the Larry Chef Sports enough. You know. But, uh, <laughs> This is this is a banger, angs and daggers, man. Oh, I know, I know. You gotta, you gotta be not prepared for everything. This isn't, this isn't five heart where basically they just swear their way through the episode. I know, or were they, if I can be critical, or they put like six people on an episode, and then there's like a lot of interruptions. Yeah, a lot, or no, that like, you know, like some people get like five it's like you know it's like you know we're in the political season you know so it's like <laughs> you know it's like the political debates where your favorite candidate you're pissed off after a debate because that candidate after an hour and a half got like two minutes you know type of deal but uh poor joe i know great greg, greg <laughs> i hope you hear this buddy i <laughs> <laughs> give him a hard time but uh kevin you He'll on listen. that they said, Kevin, you were on that podcast. And I was. I, I talked a lot of crap about uh, Nebraska's bad defense in football and John's son, the, the rotten son who went to Minnesota. And that was what I was talking crap about. Did not back me up on that. I, I was Why did he go to Minnesota? I have, I, I have not listened to and probably will not listen to the episode. Why okay. did he go to Minnesota? <laughs> did okay. you actually have that on the episode? I don't honestly remember. <laughs> Okay, so this is what he said. Is it like John? Essentially, John failed. This is what he said. John failed at bringing. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember. As a Husker fan, because John built up these teams so much, and then they like uh, the first Big Ten championship game, the football, where he where we were going against. I think it was a seven and five Wisconsin team. Because the Ohio State team was ineligible, 
And it's like, oh, we beat we beat them early in the year. Oh, here's our conference championship. Then we lose like seventy to thirty-one, I think. Is that that game? I'm not sure. Yeah, correct. That's a Wisconsin scored again game. They were they were yeah. third in their division, by the way. They finished behind both Ohio <laughs> State and Penn State, who were both ineligible oh, both from the game due to sanctions. <laughs> which I mean, is which is ironic because Nebraska also beat Wisconsin that season by three points in Lincoln. So that fitting, they they played the third place team twice. Yeah, that Nebraska that that Nebraska team quit early. Oh, so bad. At least on defense. But do we have basketball to talk about or what's up? Yeah, let's talk about basketball. We got to we we made some offers, didn't we, Kevin? Correct. Um, we have an offer out to twenty twenty two. Three-star point guard, uh, Christian Winborn, out of uh, my area, actually. He is out of Baltimore, Maryland. Um, he is – I don't have a ton of information on him. He's 6'2", plays point guard, weighs 175, and is rated the number 152 uh, player in the country via the 24-7 sports composite, uh, number 25 point guard in the country, and number six player in Maryland. Um, his offer sheet, though, is fairly impressive and long. Um, there are some nobodies like Harvard, um, Howard, Loyola, Maryland, places like that. But the uh, major schools that have also uh, offered him, Kansas State, LSU, uh, Nebraska, obviously, um, UMBC, uh, if anybody remembers them, you know, the uh, famous number 16 seed that finally did the unthinkable and upset a number one seed. Thank you very much for that. Uh, everybody. UMBC, they're a prison, right? Uh, no, um, University of Maryland, Baltimore it, College. What? Baltimore, I thought it was Baltimore County. Uh, maybe it's Baltimore County. I thought it was Baltimore College. I thought that was a school that got yeah, made fun of because it sounded like County. a prison name. Well, it's probably in Baltimore County, but... Um, I, is that Dunk City? Uh, obviously, the C is for for college, though. Um, yeah, no, I I'm very appreciative of that uh, one seed or seed knocking off the one seed because uh, that promptly made everybody generally forget about the highest rated number two seed to ever lose to the 15 seed um, years prior. Uh, move swiftly moving <laughs> on. Uh, Virginia Tech, um, Creighton, Georgia, Maryland. Um, Stanford, not necessarily a major school for college uh, men's basketball, but, you know, um, Vanderbilt uh, and Wake Forest. So certainly and, – and probably kind of a smart guy because he also has an offer from Yale in addition to Harvard. So I was going to say, like, even, even the public schools on that list are, like, really good public schools, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah, he, his academics must be quite high. Yeah, definitely. So uh, definitely somebody to keep an eye out, I, I suppose. I mean, there's no necessarily indication towards him being a big uh, Nebraska lean or somebody that's necessarily um, can even do like a virtual visit or anything moving forward. But uh, certainly um, some interesting, interesting schools on that offer list. Uh, but God, the, just, oh, sorry. just go to Harvard. <laughs> oh, it's, you know, like, no, like her, uh, Stanford. Oh, whatever, whatever. I mean, yeah, a better basketball program, honestly. <laughs> no, Tommy no. Turtleneck may have been no, no. a failure at Michigan, but he's done he's a great job. job at Harvard. He's the chances of, of winning, the chances, Nate, we're just going to interrupt you till you realize wh- wh- who's in charge here. 
Um, <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah. he, uh, he should go to Harvard because his chances of winning a conference championship are better than going uh, to Stanford and winning a Pac-12. Just saying. Who's the best team in the Pac-12? Well, probably Oregon. Uh, oh, who's yeah, Oregon, probably followed by Arizona, I guess. Yeah, Arizona. Uh, yeah, this year, this year they might be a little bit rough, but yeah, Air, uh, Arizona. And then, God, there's probably a drop off. I'm not quite sure what's going on with the Pac-12 this year. Do you know what I what I think of when I hear Stanford? Is that when Casey Jacobson played for them, there's a point, and he was really good, and he went to the NBA and all that. But the uh, Stanford fans at one point at a home game got i don't think i a technical or whatever because the they were jumping all all of them were jumping and the floor was shaking and it, this is the stanford i think so not to check that for me but um that's why i think about stanford and when i hear that i'm like that's where you should go because they love their sports good story <laughs> nate yeah you know, I, you know Patrick, <laughs> I, I love how you're like whatever i give you a story like <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for contributing to the podcast. <laughs> oh, man. We have too much fun. I mean, every episode, I always find a way to throw shade at Michigan. So I've, I've accomplished that um, in our discussion of Harvard. Well, well, so you Harvard. throw shade at Michigan where Patrick throws shade at my stories. <laughs> But you know, I, I'm on your side, Nate. As long as you let me throw shade at Michigan, I'm I'm happy. It's not my story. Go ahead. Never mind. So what's next? <laughs> uh, well, the uh, the next one is um, some uh, top five news. In fact, uh, does a Nebraska ball guy proper want to cover that one, or or shall I just plow on with with the good happy news? Are you talking about Bryce McGowan's? Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. We're in this top five. Bryce McGowan's five-star top five. Brother Dang. of current Husker, Trey McGowan's, and good friend of Elijah Woods, who was also Nebraskan. We're in his top five. It's yeah, like, not only that, Crystal Ball's in on it, too. Not necessarily a, like, you know, particularly uh highly rated crystal ball in a sense but i mean somebody did give nebraska a crystal ball on it so it all indication is it's between nebraska director and scouting director of scouting for 24 7 yep i mean that's something it, it, i don't know <coughs> yeah he was something like 52 out of 54 for this class 94 percent yeah uh, wow pretty, pretty highly rated although he did only rated a six but I mean, still, that's uh, that's not for nothing. Um, but uh, Bryce McGowan's comments on Nebraska are that I have a great relationship with their staff. My brother plays there and would love to play alongside him one day. They play fast and with pace and space that will give me freedom to make plays on and off the ball. Coach Hoiberg has 19 years of NBA experience and should be able to help me accomplish my goals. Sounds like he read that from a statement that was printed for him. That's very good. <laughs> By a Nebraskan. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, uh, somebody wrote that for him, but I'll take it. It, it, it generally matches what he said about Georgia, Florida State, LSU, and but the school that shall not be named, who also all made his top five. Well, that's lame. Yeah. 
Um, but the uh, the other school that seems like it's between is uh, Nebraska and Georgia. Tom Crean and the coaching staff there recruited him really hard before he initially committed to Florida State. Um, his decommitment from Florida State seems generally to indicate that while he's still interested in them, he's probably not going there after all. And uh, Georgia was um, pushing for him really hard, and he seemed to really like them. So that seems to be the competition. Um, if he listens, uh, the brother-in-law of Jim Harbaugh is not the guy to go and work for. He, he left Tom Izzo in Michigan State to coach at Marquette, did okay, left there for Indiana, didn't do particularly great. Don't, don't take the third reiter- iteration of this at Georgia, man. Come, come to Nebraska. Do it. Kev- Kevin, you got issues, man. Okay, so uh, you, you uh, well, got issues. <laughs> well, what's the name of Jim Harbaugh's brother-in-law? Tom Crean. Okay, so Patrick, I apologize. I do story, have a, story time. Nate, yeah. Nate McHugh, story time. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife and I were in Ireland, small town called oh, crap. Now I'm forgetting, but. There was a small fish restaurant called the uh, Tom Crean Fish, Fishery something. Uh, It's in Dangle. Dangle? Anyways, and so I tweeted at him, and he never responded back, so I hate him. Oh, I don't care. That's my story. There you go. (laughs) Fair enough. No, I mean, I actually... I'm surprised you guys won this podcast, actually. I mean, I, I think Tom Crean actually did fairly well at, at Indiana, and I don't really think that they upgraded much, if at all, with Archie Miller, frankly. I mean, he... It seems like it's been a lateral move. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, for... At, at the risk of pissing off our listeners, I mean, it, it probably should be compared to Nebraska. Yes, Nebraska. 100%. 100%. I agree. Yeah. Now, like, it, it wasn't a great fit in terms of fans liking him and him liking fans but frankly he gave them a level of success that they hadn't really had in a while and they haven't had since they fired him granted that's more recent than Pelini but yeah I mean I I think it's not a completely unfair lose comparison so um, when when he was at Indiana the Big Ten got better too basketball wise definitely and I mean he had the Sweet 16 that's more than a lot of other people there have had since Bobby Knight. So, yeah. But at, anyway, yeah. So, Tom, Tom Crean at Georgia seems to be the competition for Bryce McGowns. If he does come to Nebraska, he would be the first ever in the modern recruiting era uh, five star recruit. And he is a composite number 25 in the country. So, uh, definitely would be a huge get for Nebraska. By and large, far and away, the highest rated recruit to come straight out of high school ever in the program's history for modern recruiting. So he's a 2021 recruit? Correct. Yes. Okay. So is Hunter Salas 2021 recruit? Uh, he is 21, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what if, I don't know, maybe. He commits and says, hey, Hunter Salas, by the way, no, you didn't have Nebraska in your top 16 or 12. Uh, what is that sound? 
Sorry, I'm still lifting weights. <laughs> so, so what you know, maybe Hunter South, if he if he hears a five star recruits coming, which means, by the way, that guy's gonna be here for a year, and Hunter South, you might only be here wherever you go for a year. Why don't you come to Nebraska? I don't know. That could be a you know an opportunity. Certainly, potentially. Um, I'm not sure if they have any uh, AAU connections or anything, but, I mean, getting a big-name player like him could uh, draw some appeal to another big-name player like Salas. It certainly happens at other programs, um, like the top dog of the Big Ten in basketball, for example. Um, Michigan basketball? Yeah, in uh, in, in <laughs> Michigan basketball is so good. Dwan <laughs> oh, Howard, oh, such I, a great guy. I, I missed that comment, Nate, and now I'm going to ignore it. No, no, no. <laughs> the the top recruiting classes for 21 and 22, um, they picked up uh, one or two big name guys, and all of a sudden, unexpectedly, a bunch of other uh, five and four star huge recruit names um, ended up joining unexpectedly too, uh, because they got the first guy who was really big in terms yes. of stars and uh, expectations. So, I mean, it, it it's something that happens quite a bit, by all means. So it, it could happen with Bryce McGowan's joining up. So. Well, I haven't heard anything about Hunter South in a while. So this isn't like a, hey, maybe he'll come to Nebraska. He might never. Obviously, I would not expect him to come. But I don't know. Joining another five-star? That might be an idea. I don't know. Uh, like. And only and only going fifty miles away. By the way, Creighton sucks, but no, they don't. But they're a good program. Yeah, we'll definitely keep an eye on it, and hopefully, we hear from uh, McGowan sometime in the not too distant future. Um, he has not given a date, but uh, or or any real indication of how long he's going to take. Uh, but we'll see. So um, early signing period, <clears throat> honestly, I have no idea when it is in basketball. So um, shall we uh, move on to uh, the next point, or do, do you guys have any closing thoughts? Yeah, just a second. Um, so if he goes somewhere else, he will be going somewhere else that does not include his brother and his – is it a friend or is it a cousin? Friend. Is okay. Yeah, Elijah Collins is close friend. So – I don't know, maybe that should give people some hope that he might actually pick us because guess what? He's going to play for one year, right? And that, and he's hoping to play with his brother and maybe his friend. And he really wants to eat at Bison Witches. Ah, bison Witches is okay. My wife loves it. <laughs> yeah. It's been, it's been forever since I've eaten there. Oh, anyways, go on, Kevin. Sorry. No, no problem. Um, yeah, so uh, the next thing that we'll mention just briefly in passing, um, the Golden Window Tournament, they do not have any new participants uh, announced recently. They're currently at 11 um, for the badly named tournament. It will be Nebraska, LSU, Northern Iowa, Nevada, Illinois State, Cleveland State, Oklahoma State, St. Louis, Western Kentucky, Colorado State, and USF. So we will certainly keep an eye on that. They are still aiming for 16 total teams, so they've got five to go. Um, beyond that, 
Um, I think speculation that the Big Ten isn't going to allow it is probably, I mean, nothing's for sure in 2020, it seems. That's the one surety, other than the Lions sucking, that is. Um, but beyond that, uh, nothing else seems particularly sure. So in that regard, um, certainly take it this news with that in mind. But there's a host of other games that Big Ten teams have announced, or at least their opponents have announced, in, in some cases, that I think make clear that there's going to be a non-conference season of some type, um, mainly in the sense that Gonzaga has changed their plans for uh, multiple games they were supposed to play in Orlando and have pulled out of at least one of those games in order to play uh, Iowa in the Sanford Pentagon. So uh, that actually should be a pretty great game considering the preseason expectations of Iowa until people remember that they still can't play defense. Um, but it should be a great game beyond that. Um, so that is, I think, personally a pretty good indication that the Big Ten is not going to shut down a non-conference basketball season like they did football. Um, again, I, I think just the nature of uh, the size of rosters and type of travel and practice and whatnot that basketball has it's just such a different animal than football that it makes it a little bit more confident to predict that they likely aren't going to cancel that um the other indication is in his press conference last week uh head coach tom izzo at michigan state made pretty darn clear that michigan state will be opening the season against duke in the champions classic as originally planned um so things like that i think should probably lead to a fair confidence level in having the uh, golden window tournament still happen. At least as, as far as my thoughts are, do, do you guys feel as confident, uh, less confident in the big 10 allowing that to happen? Or what, what are your thoughts? I think the big 10 will probably move forward with what you said. I mean, I, I don't see, I don't see a reason unless something weird happens where they would have a reason to disallow that. I mean, th things are already being scheduled across the country. If the Big Ten is the only one who doesn't allow their teams, that's, again, going to make them look bad in basketball this time. So I, I, I think they're going to let them go forward with it. Yeah, I mean, they, they also did announce the SEC Big, right, Big 12. Yeah, Big 12 um, matchups. So um, in that regard, I'm feel that's fairly confident that we should expect the Big Ten ACC challenge to move forward um, since that is one event that was being given a priority um, by participants in ESPN who uh, helps plan that and manage it. So, um, again, I, I think that's another indication that we should feel confident in a non-conference basketball season. How about you, Nate? You know, I... I, I... To me, it's just there's been so much planning and so much like you know you have so many teams that are plan you know planning on being there that there has to be some like validation from the conference at some point. Maybe it's not official, but it might be just like yeah yeah you guys are doing good you know so that's what makes you think that's that's probably what's going to happen. I don't know. Yep, I, I think that's a very valid point. Um, obviously, they're quite busy in uh, 
was at Rosemont, Illinois, um, putting together the conference schedule right now. Um, so I, I suppose in a way that makes sense why they're not necessarily rushing out to uh, let everybody go forward with saying, um, you know, yes, your non-conference of these teams is approved and you can formally announce it. I, I think maybe they're just waiting to just say, here's the full schedule, have at it. To, to media, so to speak, and, and yeah. fans and whatnot, it seems like. Yeah, you know, we're, we're like, kind of, kind of makes me think about football. Like, what's taking them so long type of deal? It's like, you think about what staffing do they have right now? <laughs> and now, and they're not only dealing with college basketball, they're dealing with like, I mean, they might have like a, like a, a cup. I mean, I have no idea actually. People are working for them, but it's like they might only have like a, a committee or something, you know, and they have other jobs to do and all that. So it's like, <clears throat> I don't know. That'd be interesting. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to be in the room of the committee that, or whoever makes these decisions just to know what all they're considering. And that goes basketball and football wise. I think that'd be interesting. If you guys don't mind adding another MSU guy, we can always try and uh, one of the people that the Big Ten contracts with for this actually is a former MSU basketball um, staffer who is quite the whiz on schedules and stats and whatnot. Um, so consider this a, a formal invite to him to, to join the pod this offseason, next offseason, rather. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm sending out the invite now and it, over – the, the episode and uh yeah that'd be fun i i agree um it has a great first name too uh i'll say that in my biased opinion uh, as a, a hint of who he is but um yeah no uh speaking of the conference schedule though um that probably won't be out for around two weeks or so early november was the suggested target so yeah maybe november 5th 6th somewhere in there um, hopefully not sixth, because hopefully they don't decide to do a Friday news dump, uh, take the garbage out, so to speak, uh, to use that phrase. But um, no, it's uh, I, I I think we can look at the last two uh, schedules for Nebraska to make a roughly educated guess at uh, how we might see this end up breaking down. Um, so last season the home away matchups that the Huskers had included Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, Northwestern, Ohio State, Rutgers, and Wisconsin. And the year prior to that, Illinois, Iowa, Maryland, uh, Michigan State, Minnesota, Penn State, Purdue. So I think we'll probably end up seeing most of the teams from 1819 get lumped into the home away category, but they'll get flipped uh, to some degree. Um, so, for example, in, in 1920, um, Nebraska will probably end up seeing the teams that uh, they saw in 1819 uh, home away again. Um, so you'll probably see round robins with Michigan State, Penn State, who now has an interim head coach because Pat Chambers resigned as of tonight. I uh, forgot to mention that earlier. Um, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Uh, I, I think people know I'm not really a big fan of him. Um, I'm even surprised if, he wasn't fired at the end of last season. Yeah. Well, I, actually, I mean, last season was 
his moment of success right up until they canceled the NCAA tournament. He finally, after almost a decade in Happy Valley, almost a decade, finally, finally had an NCAA tournament team. Only have the NCAA tournament canceled. So remember that Penn State, Illinois, and Rutgers were all poised to break very, very, very long droughts, particularly Rutgers, especially. Um, honestly, I feel bad for them. Uh, they were going to snap a 1991 uh, last NCAA tournament uh, appearance uh, drought. So, um, but yeah, I mean, Penn State was also poised to do that and proceeded to have the tournament canceled. Um, they found allegations of misconduct, did an internal investigation over the summer, and got the results back tonight and agreed to have him announce his resignation for that. So they have an interim coach, and that is quite the the change. Minnesota is the one that I, I kind of surprised they didn't fire him, but if it wasn't for COVID, they, they probably would have. But, um, but yeah, no, uh, so I, I think we'll probably see home away against Michigan State, Penn State, Purdue, Illinois, Maryland, Minnesota. Um, what we will probably see flipped is we might see Michigan, Indiana, and Rutgers at home, and uh, Northwestern, Ohio State, Wisconsin on the road. Then again, they might keep Wisconsin home and away for a second straight year. We'll see. Um, Iowa will also probably be home away as well uh, under their arrangement where, um, what is it? Illinois, Northwestern, Purdue, Indiana, and Michigan, Michigan State are all guaranteed to be home away every year. Um, the other teams that don't have an in-state opponent in the conference uh, have a set of regional teams that they rotate in and out for home and away. So uh, for Nebraska, that was Iowa for the past two seasons. So we may see that. We may not. Frankly, it would be in Nebraska's interest if they didn't get that. But if it moves to, say, Wisconsin, that's not really much better. Um, same with Illinois. Minnesota would be ideal for having um, home and away. But they're due anyways to be home and away. So um, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of rambling here on this at this point. So you guys have anybody in particular that you – you hope we get home and away versus uh, one off. Good story, I, uh, Kevin. Patrick, what'd you say? Good story, Kevin. Yeah, doesn't that suck, <laughs> Kevin? Where you like providing content <laughs> to the podcast, and all of a sudden here comes Patrick. Good story, you know, <laughs> Kevin. You and I are on the same team here, buddy. Anti-Patrick. <laughs> Let's go in, you know. Anyways, uh, Pat Chambers, were his uh, allegations close to Greg Marshall's? Is that kind of the same idea? Um, yeah, he had numerous instances of uh, racial comments, <clears throat> insensitivity, and um, other – I haven't read the full uh, – he, he had two or so three years right. worth of stuff. I mean, that's – that's why I said I, I, I was surprised he didn't get fired at the end of last season because there's some stuff that popped up, I think, in the middle of last year that just kind of made you go, I don't think your time in Happy Valley is going to be much longer. So doing yeah. it a month out from the season starts doesn't exactly help things out. 
Yeah, I I did see his um, statement announcing his resignation, and among the things that he uh, kind of mentioned in in his you know things I'm proud of of my tenure, he included improvements to Bryce Jordan Arena. I mean that that just shows you what kind of tenure he had. That adding curtains to the second um, the the upper deck of <laughs> Bryce Jordan Arena. Um, the, the mausoleum of the Big Ten is what he considered one of his major accomplishments and, and what Penn State, frankly, thinks of that program. To he be was blind. there for 10 years. Is that what he said? I, I think for almost we, a decade. I, I think like nine seasons. Um, for all we know, he added, he added running water there, for all we know. Uh, maybe. I mean, I, I actually went Nobody to goes to that place. December 2010. Um, that was the first of very few Big Ten arenas that I've been to so far. And there, there was running water then. Um, so that was would have been early in his tenure at, at that point, I believe. I, I, you know, I, like I said, I'm not a college basketball coach. It's just I, I don't know what you gain by demeaning players. You know, doesn't mean you can't like hold them accountable. And like challenge them, even in front of the team. Like I don't understand. Like you, you nine seasons. He had nine seasons there. He was actually not the head coach um, when I went to the game. Um, whoever was there before him, which I have no idea. And uh, J- Jim Ferry. That was it. Yeah, Jim Ferry. Uh- I the Greg Marshall's been very successful. Yeah, that, that's up until Greg. up until lately, and he has not been. I think that has a lot to do with because uh, he's still is he still in the Missouri Valley? Uh, yeah, Shaw State. Yep. Yeah, they're, they're still. Creighton, yeah, when Creighton left, that kind of hurt him a little bit. But when you hear about the things he did and all that, it's like, why would you want to play for him? I'm not even saying, like, what would you want to go to, you know, who's recruiting you, but it's like, how hard do you want to play with for him, even though, obviously, the idea is you could lose your scholarship, and I get that. But it's like, I just don't understand the motivation to, like, I don't know, be little kids. Particularly in the way that they did it in – especially um ed DeCellis, by the way just because i i always hate when i give wrong information ed DeCellis was the previous head coach for penn state and he was relieved of duties after the 2010-11 season so well there you go i i hope we need to out more of those guys that are I, i'm fine with coaches that are really hard on you and like, I can tell. I bet Coach K is extremely hard on his players. I doubt he's saying things like that. I mean, I could be wrong, but no, he's well known um, among media ranks to be quite the red-faced cusser at at players. But um, he doesn't use the type of language that Wichita State's uh, head coach is accused of, and Penn State's uh, head coach was found to be guilty of in uh, the internal investigation conducted by Penn State. There's a, there's a fundamental difference between 
having a clenched fist on national TV in being angry with a player not uh, playing to his potential in an NCAA tournament game and using uh, racially charged language Absolutely. and specific racial words in reference to uh, players on the court. So um, that definitely a, a fundamental difference there. So, hundred percent, I agree. Fluffer nutter. <laughs> what did you say? What did you say? Fluffer nutter. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I mean, uh, so clearly, good thing Penn State will be a, a round robin on the schedule. I I think we can go with here um purdue probably gonna have a down year it'd be nice to see them uh round robin um sorry i I don't know why i say round robin i think the proper phrase is home away so i'll try to remember that i just prefer round robin it's funner more fun to say um michigan state yeah yeah uh michigan state will also (laughs) probably be a home and away uh not not an ideal matchup for Nebraska. Um, same with Illinois, also probably home and away. Uh, Maryland will probably be home and away, and this would be a good year to get them for that. Uh, that is good because they are going to take a big step back from their one and only uh, share of a conference title last season. Um, they're going to be more middle of the pack this year. Uh, Minnesota, home and away, will be nice. Uh, they're not particularly going to have a whole lot this season. Um, Indiana will probably be in uh, Lincoln. Um, Certainly not a bad thing after we gave them a great run in Lincoln last season, right? Or was it at Indiana? No, no, it was at Indiana. They did really well when they came to uh, Lincoln later in the season. So never mind. I take that back. Um, Yep. Northwestern. Uh, would be nice to have home and away, but they'll probably be a one-off. Um, I mean, I say that after we lost them last season both times, but that'll probably be in Evanston. Um, Ohio State will probably be in Columbus. Um, Rutgers will uh, probably be in Lincoln, which will be a nice break because Rutgers is probably going to be another NCAA tournament this season. Um, good for them. Uh, nice to see they're not a doormat, just not when we play them. And uh, Wisconsin probably going to be in Madison. That's going to be a not pleasant game to have. So, um, yeah, I don't know. You, you guys agree with all that in general? Patrick? Sorry, I had to take my phone off mute. Yes, I agree with you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it's like I said, you you have you know more so much more about college basketball than I do. So, wait, what? I'll probably end up being wrong in that Iowa ends up getting flipped, and we spent two years with them being our home away opponent. Um, so now they're going to be a home or away game. And instead, we're going to get either Wisconsin or Minnesota for two straight years um, is probably what's going to end up happening. Uh, So hold that in your pockets for and I told you so in uh, the next um, next pod that we do after the schedule actually gets dropped out. If if neither of you say 
say, you know, ha ha ha, Kevin, you were wrong. I'm going to be sad. Uh, uh, I have a question, Kevin. Huh? So the uh, football team starts with Ohio State, uh, Penn State, Wisconsin, no, say, sorry. Ohio State, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Penn State. All right. What would be the basketball equivalent of that, in your opinion? Well, let's see. So I'll take location into account as well. So it's at Ohio State. Um, I'm going to say at Wisconsin would be sure. the equivalent for opening the season in basketball. Um, home against Wisconsin, uh, I'm going to say home against Michigan State. Um, Northwestern, I forget, is that one in Lincoln or? I, ho- I hope it Evanston? is. Uh, I'd prefer that we would go to Evanston next year. But uh, I don't know. I'm not sure, actually. Without Let's looking. Go... Yeah, I, I think it was in Evanston. Yeah, yeah. It uh, No, it'll be in Evanston this year because I was there at the 16 game in Evanston. So even numbered year, it's going to be in Evanston. So at Northwestern um, for football, uh, I'm going to say the equivalent would be at Minnesota. And finally, uh, home against Penn State in football would be home against Iowa in basketball. So in those four games, what what do you think the basketball Basketball does. Um, oh, and four. <laughs> they, 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 they should have a, a chance with uh, knocking off Minnesota. Um, I think. Besides that, I would say they should be one in three, particularly with such a young roster in terms of players with experience on the Nebraska uh, floor in the Big Ten. So. Yeah, I'd, I'd say one in three is how the basketball team should do. So really, it, it probably mirrors how the football team general predictions go is, you know, one in three is kind of somebody being level headed, not trying to get themselves too amped up with optimism. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, it's basketball, so you more likely to get an upset in, in basketball just by sheer numbers of games played. So you, you could talk yourself into a two and two, but I mean, part of that would also rely on fans because PBA can be an intimidating arena, uh, much to some folks surprise, but un, unfair surprise really. Um, so in, in that regard, uh, you know, if there were crowds and you might see more likely a two and two start, but I mean, that's not going to be the case. So, um, yeah. Do you guys got any closing thoughts or otherwise we'll we'll wrap it up. That's all I checked out 15 minutes ago. <laughs> all right. Well then, uh for all of our listeners, please subscribe. Uh be sure to download and subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you prefer. That way you won't miss any of our uh, episodes when they drop. And you also get all the other great but not quite as great coordination radio podcasts as well. Uh, finally, please follow us on Twitter for all the latest Nebraska ball and Husker action at Bangs and Dags. You can follow me at Sparty on Huskers, Patrick at Patrick Gearhart, and at NQ85 <laughs> for Nate. 
Uh, Also, uh, we'd appreciate it if you could leave a review on either your Apple Podcast app or whatever app platform you have. We always appreciate the feedback or comment on the article at coordination.com. And certainly, by all means, please share the pod with all of your friends because they should be listening to the best Nebraska ball fan podcast out there. We love you.